Welcome to this latest podcast. No, do that again. What's a podcast? Hello, everyone, and welcome to this uh, latest edition of the Social Work Shorts podcast. And I'm with the wonderful co-writer person from the Social Work Shorts stable, George Bull. Good afternoon, George. How, Stephen? Um, boiling hot here in South Shields. I'm sure it's boiling hot everywhere. It's better when people listen, but it's boiling hot. It's a beautiful Set place, South Shields. Beautiful place, beautiful place. We've uh, we've just been talking about status quo, and uh, maybe maybe you can uh, add onto the tweet or wherever you find this your favourite status quo song. Do you have a favourite status quo song, George? I like Matchstick Men because I didn't. I think I found out about status. I only know status quo. Is it live? Do they do live aid rocking all over the world? No, is it live aid, right? rubbish stuff. And then Matchstick Men, I heard, oh, that's quite good. Oh, it's status quo, is it really? It's sort of like, mm. yeah. Didn't they open live aid? Well, wasn't that the point? What they played rocking all over the world? That was the, the whole point. Bird. That was the whole point of live aid. <laughs> yes, the whole point was to was to re- reignite. Well, the history, Stephen. This is brilliant stuff. <laughs> no, uh, no, absolutely no. I remember, and uh, I remember having a, a greatest hits status quo album with some very good songs on and all of that cheesy rock three chord trick stuff that they did as well so they were probably uh they're probably better than time gives them credit for but why on earth are we talking about status quo well we're talking about status quo because in uh, george's latest social work shorts uh blog article whatever you want to call it he mentions the quo, and uh, it, it is a particular skill of yours, George, to uh, somehow weave together disparate ideas and stories from around the globe into some meaty social work problem. So with this one, we've got all sorts of stuff. So it's something about linear and non-linear problems, and Pretty Patel gets a mention. Yeah. You're going to have to explain that one. So I've been a bit of devil there with using Perry Patel because obviously she her value base is opposite to um, social work value base. Um, but I, I felt it, it goes back to this Rwanda, this terrible Rwanda idea, um, just sending the most vulnerable people back off to another vulnerable country. It's just, just an awful idea. Like I'm sure there's Tory backbenchers absolutely red with glee is the thought of just chasing people out uh, anyway but I felt she had a slight point that was a good jumping off point for the for the article where basically a point was um, no one's coming up with any solutions to the everyone's everyone feels the migrants shouldn't be coming over in the gangs and the, these terrible conditions and drowning at sea but show me a workable solution and I think it does hold true because variously you hear people, oh, we'll just let everybody in. Well, that well, who provides the hospitals? There's a practical, without getting the political ideology there, yeah. there must be some practical things there, yeah. like uh, Kent Social Services got no foster placements because well, in Cali can't get the other local authorities to take any, but there's a tipping point. There's all these dynamics there. Yeah. And I think Piri Patel's point that... Everyone's against stuff, but where's 
the solutions that they're offering. Mm-hmm. And whilst everyone's against her solution, what are there's not a suite of various choices there, is there? Yeah, yeah. And I think that the line that's getting the social work is my it, this is a bit of a snapshot view, but I think it holds ask a social worker what the problems are in society. You're probably going to hit a bullseye if you make a few guesses of what they're going to say. Mm. Ask the same people what the solutions are to those problems. Mm. I think either get silence or you get some muddled responses. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting you say that because exactly that. And I've always, I've always held as a, as a manager in social work and and as uh, you know in pulling together the, the social work shorts blogs that we do, and in maybe critiquing other social work commentators out there who are great at flagging up what the problems are. You know, caseloads are too high, social workers are at risk, all of those kind of things, which 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 are, are true, you know, or have a truth in them, shall we say, um, but never come up with any any solutions to these things. And I always think if, if, if we're going to write an article about something, we should, should at least try to set something out in terms of here's some ideas to think of, here's some places you might want to take this. So I'm, I'm a great believer in uh, in not just presenting problems, but presenting problems in order to either find a solution or present one or stimulate a debate towards a solution rather than clickbait people um, with a kind of, you know, sensationalist kind of uh, statement, you know, about something that, quite frankly, is bleeding obvious often, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yes, yes. I, I, no, I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. And I, and I think it's a shame of social work, um, mainly working with authorities, working town halls, working buildings, and the, the pr- procedure sort of nailed to the floor in terms of a vision. We sort of can't look up. We know we're sort of against it. We know we're sort of against what we're doing. But the, it stymies the vision. We can't, we're, we're, we'll become far less radical. I know that's not the most interesting point in the world, and it's over like a truism, but what happens is, when me, people make suggestions about how things should change, we'll have this inertia to the to the procedure that we're doing now. When really, and we'll get on to this as we talk about the, the article, um, really, a social issue definitely opened to pretty much any sort of radical discussion about change. Because if you're not, you are really stuck, like I say, nailed to the floor. Yeah, yeah, trapped in there, uh, trapped in process is something that i always come back to you know we're trapped in how do we do this not rooted in why is one of the things yeah. that i feel i've been talking about a lot lately you know I, I, we do it this way this is how we do social work um and we've and we've become uh, I, I think in a sense i don't know whether complacent's quite the word but we've got a way of doing it so we just do it that way and i think part of that is people don't have the time maybe to step back and think about it but think about that we must I think, or we'll just keep doing the same thing over and over again. I, I, I do a thing about habits, and it's if, uh, if if the habits you've developed aren't getting the results you want, then it's time for some to form some new habits, and that's a bit where we're at in social work, isn't it, I think? Totally. Um, and I, I think we're going to talk about this in uh, in another, maybe another episode in the future, but um, what will happen if we don't come up with the ideas, what you get is, in an article I used to, division of steam role you get someone external to your profession coming in mm. and just laying the law down and 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 because we don't have any going back to Perry Patel point because we don't have any better suggestions or anything we've thought out um we just have to wave the white flag we can't we could say oh we don't like that but 
again, what you got to offer, what apart from complaint, which I'm yeah. not, we should be complaining about, we should be complaining about poverty yeah. and things like that. Yeah. But truly as social workers, we're the nearest to the coalface to offer up solutions. Yeah. Definitely, without a doubt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, tell me tell me about this article then, and uh, this linear, non-linear um, idea. Uh, maybe it's probably a, is that a good starting point. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so when I was thinking about pre and coming up with solutions and how we're stuck in a sort of mindset, inherited mindset from local authorities, this nail to the floor position. Um, I thought there was um, a similarity or the most extreme case is, is this where we're going to um, 18th century Germany, um, a mathematician called Gauss. So what Gauss is famous for is um, non-linear, non-linear geometry. So, um, if we imagine for two and a half thousand years, we had triangles, squares, 2D shapes. This is Euclid, um, all the stuff you do in primary school. That was seen as an absolute dead stop foundation. Maths is finished. That's all there is to do. You can get a ruler and a compass and you can figure it all out. And that held for two and a half thousand years. I think I'm about right in the years. Thousands of years. So Gauss, because he was an absolute radical thinker, he was imagining, if you imagine a football and the hexagons on football, they're not 2D, they're sort of curved round. Mm, yeah. Imagine that. So his his thinking style, he's a bit like a an Einstein precursor sort of thing. Blew away the the inertia, blew away what everyone was thinking before um, was the final word on, on a topic. It, it just destroyed that. And that's the type of thinking style we need as social workers at least to play with because mm. we're not playing with that we'll never enact it you've got to play with it first before you actually do anything concrete and i just think it was a really good example i mean um the the anecdote when he was in school um the teacher had to do some tidying up or something and she told the whole class to add up the numbers one to 100 so this is just a this is a a linear task where you just did a chalkboard, no calculators in those days, obviously. But Gauss immediately thought, well, I'll just want, add one to 99 and two to 98. Then there'll be 50 left over. So the answer's 5,050, like, like that. He made a connection that no one else could. And, and it was a brilliant idea. Um, but he had to think differently. That's the thing. He had to think differently. The teacher didn't want him to do it that way. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. She wanted him to be quiet for 20 minutes while he... <laughs> but it, we need more brains like that. The less we'll have nailed to these town halls, just mm-hmm. doing... Which you have to pay the bills. I'm not saying burn the computers in front of your manager or anything, but at least in your mind, you've got to be thinking radically. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there are many areas in social work that, and you list some of them in the article. You you, you pose some kind of conundrums in the article, don't you? Um, and and suggest people come up with. You call them traps, which I think is quite nice, and and I quite like that analogy. These are ways of thinking that we kind of get trapped into. And and I think one of them, well, the first one you list, a baby pee case could happen to me as a social worker, and I need to be mindful of that whilst dealing with every child protection case. And you make the point, don't you? 
just to give an example to the people that are listening, that actually baby key cases are rare events. Yeah. So you need to be thorough in your assessment, not frozen by the thought that uh, that such extreme things are going to routinely happen. Um, and I found that one interesting because that's how the press present that sort of thing, isn't it? That this is happening all the time and social workers are missing it, even though clearly they've not got many stories like that to tell the public. But yeah, so there were lots of lots of things in there that uh, the, the people can kind of have a look at um, and, and, and come up with their own. Do you have a favourite from your list of I, things? That I like the one, if I put myself on the back, I like the um, the IRO one, and I know they're coming under a lot of stick because of the, the care review and potential abolition, but I think when we're writing plans, and I was in child protection meetings, you have 20 points, often up to at least 10, 15 um, actionable points and changes required in the family. And I offer it up as a simple challenge. Try working on one deeply personal issue for yourself and see how you get on. E- even one at a time is very difficult um, to do. And it's almost... Um, I don't know. I just think we'll forget. We'll forget our own humanity when we write stuff like that down. Like even yeah. even fairly linear things like getting fit, go for more walks, or go jogging. And it sort of do that more often. You will get fitter. Do you know what I mean? And all yeah. things considered, that's a straightforward solution. But people struggle to do that, don't they? And then yeah, yeah. writing these convoluted plans and expecting instant. Well, if you love the kids, you do it. And it's like, well, that's not. That's yeah. not how human being works. Oh, and I, I don't know how I don't know how we got into that so much because we can't we can't be asking ourselves, would we be able, if if we were in their position, would we be able to manage the weight of what we're giving them? Because mm-hmm. I just didn't think you'd do do that. And the easy retort is, well, <laughs> if we're gonna remove the kids, all these things do need to change or remove the kids. Mm-hmm. But I think as soon as you start thinking like that. The writing's on the wall anyway, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It, sound, it sounds as though, because that resonates with me a little, uh, thinking about risk-averse practice in working with adults, it sounds as though you need to, to, with that example there, you need to tolerate a level of risk, don't you, in certain areas while people work on one particular area of risk. And then once that's resolved, you work on another area. But yeah, th- there is a tendency to want to kind of, uh, to uh have people work on it all at once. And you're absolutely right. You're ab- absolutely right. You, you know, and it's one of the things I see in my self-care presentations. Start with one small step because you can't possibly work on all of these things at once yet. We expect people to, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. The other one I quite like, the other one I like, which we've talked about before in, in, in other places, is that uh, meetings aren't our meetings. The you know, meetings are designed around us as practitioners, aren't they, rather than designed around family um they satisfy our professional interests not actually the interests of the, the family in the long term and that really resonates with me as well no, yeah. yeah yeah totally yeah no, nothing to say on that one Stephen. just to agree yeah, yeah great well rather than tell everybody what's in the article george we'll probably leave it there and uh, we'll put a link in uh, we'll put a link in the uh, in, in the show notes underneath the the uh, the episode and you can have a look at george's article um with the, the, the snappy title, and I'm pleased you now told me how to pronounce Gauss, that right? Social work, ch- Gauss. Social work change. Gauss, what grows on hills. Oh, hi. <laughs> Gauss. Social work change, pretty Patel and Gauss. Linear and non-linear problems from uh, our one and only George Ball. 
have a read of that and we'll uh, see you soon thanks for joining me george right thanks Stephen. have a good Take day care.